Good morning. My name is John Sego. Welcome to the Church of the Palms. I volunteer with our middle school and high school youth in our congregation. Let us now prepare our hearts for worship as we bow our heads for the prayer of invocation. Let the sound of praising you be heard among us today and in all the places of your dominion, O God. We believe you are present with us even when we cannot feel or see or hear you as we would like. We thank you for the times when you have caught our attention. We ask for one of those times today. Shake us out of our complacency and our cherished iniquities. Hold us in your steadfast love and call forth within us an awareness of all your blessings. Stimulate us among us an eagerness to live as you intend. Amen. Let us praise God through our worship.
Will you please stand for the call to worship? God is ready for us to seek what is eternal. God wants us to find the truth beyond ourselves. God seldom comes as earthquake, wind, or fire. Rather, in moments of sheer silence, God is revealed. All are welcome here as brothers and sisters in Christ. Here is a place to find healing and promise. Let us worship God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess to our, all our sins to our God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us from all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Relying on this love of God, let us pray our confession together. Almighty and sovereign God, we confess that we have broken covenant with you, despised some of your children, and accused you for forgiving us 
our lives do not praise you, our actions deny you, and our work is carried out without reference to your will. We draw lines of distinction among ourselves rather than celebrating our common humanity. When we are zealous for the faith, we trample on others rather than learning to know and appreciate them. O oh God, forgive us and change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let us pray our silent prayers of confession. Amen. God's steadfast love is higher than the heavens, and God's faithfulness reaches to the clouds. God did hear our prayers, and God has, with love, forgiven us from all our sins. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. now affirm our faith as God's forgiven children. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born from the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'd like to invite the children to come forward and sit on the floor facing the screens while we greet one another in Christ's name.
Well, good morning. My name is Connor, if you guys haven't met me before. I hang out with a lot of the older kids. Who here considers themselves a big kid? Do any of you guys consider yourself a big kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Miss Carol, you consider yourself? <laughs> we, are, uh, we get to celebrate some of our really big kids. What, what grade are some of you guys in? Fifth, second, fifth, fourth, first, yeah. First, fourth. Well, we get to recognize and celebrate a lot of our 12th graders today. And as you guys, I'm sure, have been making a ton of fun memories and impact kids all year, as you get older, you get to make more and more memories and have all of these wonderful people in this congregation sitting out in our audience get to uh, mentor you and help you grow in your faith and as a person. And this morning, we get to watch a really short video of the way that some of our 12th graders who we're getting to celebrate this morning have been impacted and influenced by this community. So some things to look forward to for you guys as you keep growing older. So let's watch. My name is Ava Epstein and I have been attending Church of the Palms for 12 years. Hi, my name's Riley Mulholland. I've been at Church of the Palms for a little over a year and a half now. Hi, I'm Sage Mars. I've been a part of the student ministry since I think when I was in about third grade and grown up at the church. My name is Shay Jones and I've been a member at this church since I was in sixth grade. I'm Brett. Uh, I've been at Church of the Palms since sixth grade VBS. Hello, I'm Stuart McFall. Um, I've been at this church for maybe 15, 16, 17 years, something around there, so pretty much my entire life. Hi, my name is Mia, and I've been attending uh, Church of the Palms for about a year. I'm just very thankful for the influence that the student ministry here has had on my life and how it has allowed me to influence other kids' lives. Um, as a high school student, I feel like it's definitely helped me kind of step into a leadership role to be a good example for them and also kind of show them the ropes on how to live a life for Jesus. I was really frustrated because I didn't want to do VBS and I felt like I was an old kid, but thankfully Church of the Palms gives leadership opportunities for everyone. And that was the first moment where I was able to be a volunteer and help the preschoolers. I still remember some kids like Tori and Alex. I was serving in the children's nursery, serving at VBS. Uh, it, it really impacted uh, just how I went about life. I've been given so many opportunities here by the mission trips that I've been on and by making some of the best friendships I've ever had in my entire life. It has created a safe space for me to learn more about God, learn more about myself and my own faith journey. And it has created an environment where I feel free to be myself. I, uh, I really appreciate Pastor Steve, honestly. Every other pastor that I, I've listened to really hasn't had the same effect on me that he has. Um, and I've mentioned that before, um, but the way he just presents the information and just the way that he goes about his services is, is so moving to me. Um, I'd really like to say thank you to Connor and Megan from being there for me since the beginning. I feel like they've really made me feel welcome. And um, from attending special events to my soccer games, I feel like it has made me um, feel even closer to here. If it weren't for Church of the Palms, I don't think I would love God as much as I do. I don't think I would know about God's presence in my own life. I don't think I would have had as strong of a support system as I do now. And so I really appreciate everything Church of the Palms has done for me and every way they've supported me and helped me become a better person, the person God wants me to be. Thank you, Church of the Palms, for all that you've done for me. 
Thank you, Church of the Palms, for all that you've done for me. Thank you, Church of the Palms, for all that you've done for me. Thank you, Church of the Palms, for all that you've done for me. Thank you, Church of the Palms, for all that you've done for me. Thank you, Church of the Palms, for all that you have done for me. Thank you, Church of the Palms, for all that you've done for me. All right, and I'm sure as you guys continue to grow older, you're going to make a ton of amazing memories and continue to do so, like VBS this summer. That's coming up very quickly. You guys are welcome to head off to Impact Kids, and as our children head off and our adult seniors come forward, we are going to hold off on our uh, anthem real quick, and we're actually going to sing that to our graduating seniors this morning after we get to recognize them. So our seniors come forward. And we will just gather right along here on the front. And what I would love for all of you to do is to say your name, um, where you are going to school, if you know that. Here, keep on coming. There's a good group of you. Your name, where you're going to school, if you know that, and uh, what you are studying. Do we? Here, let's scoot down a little bit more just so we can see everybody. Fantastic. So say name, school, what you're studying. Hi, I'm Stuart McFall. I'm going to the University of Auburn, I guess, uh, and I'm studying in mechanical engineering. Hi, I'm Gavin Monsano. I'm going to USF, and I'm studying mechanical engineering. Hi, my name's Bella Sanganetti. I'm continuing my career in drafting in automotive design. Hi, my name is Shay Jones. I'm going to USF to study business. Hi, my name's Clara May. I'm going to Florida Gulf Coast University, and I'm studying marketing and business. Hi, my name is Ava Epstein, and I'm going to the University of Florida to study public relations. Hi, my name is Chris Reed, and I'm going to Broward College for nursing. Hi, my name is Mia Ortlieb. I'm going to Purdue University, and I'm studying mechanical engineering and computer science. Hi, my name is Riley Mulholland. I'm going to Wake Forest University, and I'm planning on studying international affairs and history. Hi, my name is Sage Mars. I'm going to the University of Florida, and I'm studying biology on a pre-med track. Hi, my name is Emily LaPau. I'm going to Barnard College, and I'm studying mathematics and political science. Hi, I'm Stephanie Chate. I'm going to University of South Florida, and I'm studying music performance. Wonderful. So let's give it up for our seniors. <laughs> Pastor Steve is going to pray a prayer of blessing over this incredible group. And as he does, if we would all just extend a hand in their direction. And after uh, Pastor Steve prays, um, we will sing to them as they get to head off um, to the campus center to be recognized in our campus center as well. All right, let's pray. Put those hands out, people. We've been praying for these folks since they were babies, many of them, uh, when they were baptized, when they were confirmed. We get to pray for them again, and guess what? We get to pray for them for the rest of their lives, so let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you have guided these wonderful, wonderful people along the path of their journey. We are grateful that we got to be the family of God for them over the years of their life. We got to see them 
respond to your love and to your call. We got to hear them proclaim their faith in your son, Jesus. And we thank you that in this moment we get to bless them as they make their way into the next chapter of their life. We pray that you will remind them always that they have a family of God that is praying for them and is encouraging them from a distance and a family of God to whom they can always return and to know that they are loved and they are nurtured and that they are guided by your spirit to do all of what you have called them to be and to do. So bless them and keep them and make your face shine upon them wherever they should go that they may know always of your love. For we pray it in Christ's name, amen. Good morning. So good to have you here this day on Mother's Day, a day when we get to celebrate all the significant women in our life, those that brought us into the world and those that continue to help walk us through the world. And we're so grateful that uh, you are here and uh, that you get the chance to, with us, give thanks for all those very significant women in our lives who have guided us along the way. Lots of great things that are going on here at Church of the Palms, including a new members class at 1015 right after the service. If you'd like to learn more about life here at Church of the Palms, you're welcome to go over to the chapel. Mingi will meet you over there and you'll learn everything that you need to know about what it might mean to be a part of our life here at Church of the Palms. If you are already a member and you don't want to go to the new members class, we have a wonderful opportunity for you in the Campus Center, Gather and Grow. We'll feature Reverend Kathy Wiggins. We're taking up these themes of Lori Haas' sabbatical, and we're going to be learning about Celtic spirituality. Kathy is a member of our presbytery, and she's been a dear sister of Christ with me for many, many years and many, many presbyteries, and you are in for a treat. She's just a wonderful wonderful teacher and so join us at 10:15 over in the campus center to learn about celtic spirituality in two weeks yes in two weeks it is pentecost sunday and this is a day where we get to celebrate the gift of the holy spirit that comes upon the church and the gifts of the spirit that come upon the church and we uh, have begun a little tradition beginning last year of giving you the opportunity to exhibit your gifts your creative gifts uh, whether it's painting or photography or ceramics or knitting or crochet or blah, 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 you will, we would love to have you uh, exhibit your gifts over in the uh, Palm Center during our Pentecost Festival, which will be in two weeks, the 28th. You can sign up to do that on our website or you can go underneath the tree in the courtyard where there will be a table there to take your name. So again, if you've got that little gift that you'd like to share, we would love to have you do that. And uh, most of all, make sure you're here. Wear red. Red is the color of Pentecost. So 
You have two weeks to rifle through your closet to find red or to go online and order red. Uh, and join us next, uh, two weeks from today as we celebrate Pentecost. More information is on page 16 in your bulletin. On Wednesday, this Wednesday at 3.30, we have another one of our senior well-being presentations, this one on palliative care and hospice. That's at 3.30. There's more information about that in your bulletin on page 15, so come and join us for that. We are beginning to collect. You may remember Megan Howe last week uh, presented on Second Art Homes and about all the needs of the, that homeless community that that great organization is caring for. On page 11 are uh, details about what they are collecting, so we're collecting that today. You can bring that again uh, either to the front office or underneath the tree, and we will begin to collect those items, so keep that in your mind. And then lastly, on page 19, at the back of your bulletin, if you'd like to learn more about how we can serve you and how you can serve with us, we would love to have you uh, uh, give us that information on page 19. Drop it in the offering plate or use the QR code so that um, we can find how we can uh, better serve you and have you serve with us. Let's continue our worship.
Let us pray. O God of all creation, what an incredible day today is. What a joy to be alive, to see your works, to see flowers blooming, to receive the warm rays of the sun, to breathe in the same air as the birds who produce the beautiful songs that wake us every morning. You are omnipotent, a sure presence in our lives. Your steadfastness carries us through the continuous changes we encounter as the spirit moves in all seasons of endings and new beginnings. We lift up to you today our graduating seniors and all the students who will soon be finishing the school year. We thank you for sustaining the parents who have devoted year after year to driving their kids to practice, the parents that have wiped tears on little cheeks, who have been cheerleaders, who have prayed with them and for them for all these years. Be with them as they watch their young adult walk the stage with a brand new diploma and with a new life ahead of them. Fill them with courage and strength as both students and adults enter a new chapter of life. You alone, O oh God, give this uncondi unconditional love that all receive by faith and through your grace. A love so perfect that inspires us and teaches us to love in return. And not far behind, there is a mother's love for her children. We pray for the mothers that are here today, for those who have left us too soon, for those who struggled at times in their role, for the women who lived with unfulfilled desires, for mothers whom we don't see often enough and miss dearly. A mother is the hand that feeds, the voice that sings gently, the arms that hug tightly. There will always be mothers needed in this world, and we ask that no child will grow up without knowing a mother's love, and first, that no child will grow up without knowing Jesus' pure and selfless love. We pray for those who grieve this day, for those who are sick, for those who are not finding hope these days. Be a reassuring presence to them. And we pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we now turn for our time for offerings. And it is with gratitude that we return to God what is God's in the first place. Our tithes and offerings are a concrete way to express our gratitude to God for all that we have received. The ways of giving are listed in your bulletin. And let us give with a joyful heart.
Let us pray. We give you thanks, O oh God, for this opportunity to give back to you that which you have first given to us. And we pray, O oh God, that these gifts may be used to plant seeds for the kingdom, that all might know that you are the God of love who loved us this much, that you would send your Son into the world that we might live through him. So bless these gifts that they may be a blessing to others, for we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, and uh, these words immediately follow Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, Judas being exposed and running off into the night, Peter's denial being predicted, and Jesus issuing a new commandment to love one another as he has loved them. He says, this is how people you know, will know you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. So Jesus is seeking to comfort his friends as the hour draws near that they'll face the world without his physical presence. With, that, with this in mind, hear now the word of the Lord from John chapter 14, beginning at the 15th verse. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father and you and me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, our helper and advocate. Open our hearts and minds this day. Entice us with your presence. Spark us with a word of life, a message that we may share with others as we seek to live Christ's love in the world. All this we ask in the name of God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Amen. Everyone longs for belonging, for shelter from the storm, for a safe home. There was a spring storm on the day that my family drove to the very far reaches of southeastern Colorado to the small one-stoplight town that was my father's childhood home. We traveled there in somewhat precarious conditions for a memorial service for my dad and to bury his cremains next to his father and mother. It's a town he couldn't wait to leave. It was too small, there was too little opportunity, nothing really going on. And yet, it's always where he said he wanted to be buried. I don't remember much about the memorial service, 
so sort of thick and heavy was my grief. But I do remember descending down the stairs into the basement of this little old church and being greeted by rows and rows of casserole dishes and jello salad and sweet baked beans and platters of deviled eggs. And I remember, too, this army of women who had, without hesitation, gotten up early that morning to prepare food in memory of a boy that they had helped to raise. And they gave me hugs, tender and sincere, and told me stories about my dad sliding down the banister at church and what a sight he was to behold on the football field. These women, who hadn't seen my dad much in nearly 40 years, spoke about him with such love. It's no wonder that he wanted this to be his final earthly home, just a stone's throw from this church that had never stopped loving him. In our passage from this morning, Jesus is seeking to assure his disciples, and he speaks to them of this love that permeates and flows between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the one thing Jesus asks of them is that they embrace this love. He asks that they make as a goal for their lives loving one another well. Indeed, in the Gospel of John, Jesus issues a single command to love one another. And this one thing, this single most important thing we have been asked to do, we cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. Jesus has asked the Father to send us another advocate. The word advocate comes from the Greek word paraclete, which is a very rare word. It's only in the New Testament five times. It literally means called alongside. So it's also been translated as comforter, helper, and counselor. Paraclete is a dynamic and multifaceted word, just as the work of the Spirit is dynamic and multifaceted. The Holy Spirit can advocate for us, come to our defense, comfort and guide us, and help us in times of trial. And it's significant that the Spirit is not just for us as individuals. Jesus was, after all, speaking to his disciples as a group. And when he says you, he means what Southerners charmingly call y'all. He will give y'all another advocate, another paraclete. That's a loose Greek translation there. We cannot love one another without the Holy Spirit, and we can't do it alone. The Spirit is given to us as a community. And this dynamic force, it's what equips us in our ability to love one another. Our translation says that this paraclete will abide with us and be in us. But the word in can also rightly be translated as among the Spirit will be with and among us. And I think this is of particular importance because even if we don't feel the Holy Spirit in us personally, on the days when we feel separated from the love of God, the paraclete still exists among us, flowing between us. And sometimes it shows up in the form of jello salads and honey-baked ham. Author Anne Lamott was young, Poor, recently in recovery and a single mom when she regularly began attending her church, St. Andrews. Along with her son, Sam, she has attended church every Sunday, save 10 times in 12 years. 
and she describes her son Sam sort of snuggled in people's arms in the early years and then shyly trying to wiggle free in the later ones. And one Sunday, her priest, Veronica, told the story of when she was a little girl. And when she was a little girl, her best friend got lost. And she was running up and down the streets of the big city where she lived. And she was terrified. She had no idea where she was. She couldn't find a single landmark. And she was really frightened until a police officer stopped and tried to help her. And she got in the cruiser and they drove around and drove around until finally she saw her church. And she told the policeman he could stop. And Lamont writes, she told him firmly, you can let me out now. This is my church and I can always find my way home from here. Lamont goes on to say that this is why she stayed so close to her own church. She writes, no matter how bad I'm feeling, how lost or lonely or frightened, when I see the faces of the people in my church and I hear their tawny voices, I can always find my way home. As a church, we can make our plans and dream of new programming and strategize all we want, but when it comes down to it, when we wonder about what the Holy Spirit is about in this place, why the paraclete is here among us, the answer is always the Spirit is here to help us love one another. Not just to help comfort and guide, but to make his home among us so we in turn might make a home for others. Others like Anne and Sam and my dad. Others like you and me. Jesus commands that we love one another, so the goal is to love one another. The goal is relational. The goal is intimate, mutual reliance. And the way to get there is relational. It's showing up. It's joining a small group. It's volunteering for VBS or serving as a Palms Angel. It's collaborating with the paraclete, allowing the spirit to create within our community a web of intimate, mutual reliance. Friends, loving one another isn't just a feeling. It's an animating force. It's an action. It's what Pastor Steve last week referred to as the motion of God's love. It's not enough to simply think about our love for one another. We must speak and act in ways that communicate that love. And if we want to know what such love looks like, we can look to our Lord Jesus and see that love looks like the Son of God washing the feet of others, the Son of God willingly dying a painful and humiliating death for those he loves. Makes me think of a story I heard a man I'll call Tom share. He lost his father-in-law, and then the next week he lost his 47-year-old wife to a massive heart attack. And he had no sense of where he was or who he was. Outside of the sort of persistent tasks surrounding death, he was completely lost. He had no bearings. He couldn't find his way home. And Tom was assigned a Stephen minister. He didn't really think he needed one. He was himself a Stephen minister and a deacon. He didn't really see the point. But they met, and Tom was asked how he was. And then he was asked how he really was, how his heart was. 
And the Stephen minister kept showing up and kept showing up and kept listening and not shying away from the hard stuff for over two years. And Tom survived in part because someone in his church had heard the command to love one another and decided to dedicate his life to being a constant presence in the life of a suffering brother. Decided to dedicate his life to helping someone else find their way home. With all the real and perceived demands on our time, all the excuses we make, all the ways we choose to measure our faithfulness, we are reminded today by our scripture reading that there is one unequivocal command on our lives, and that is to love one another, to abide in and among this, our community. And that means actively participating in the work of the Holy Spirit in this place. There are children in our nursery and our student ministry that desperately need a way by which to find their way home. We have visitors every Sunday who are seeking, desperate to find a place that feels like home. And today we send off these wonderful young adults to college where they will face trials and tribulations and where they may feel lonely and afraid, where they may not recognize anything around them, no landmarks in sight. And we can remind them that we are their home, that they are part of this great circle of love. An example of this kind of faithful act of love is, can be found in a man I know who's dedicated almost 20 years to our student ministry. Week after week, he's listened to these kids tell their stories. He's survived teenage outbursts and the confusing, ever-changing vernacular of the younger generation. He's bravely navigated new social media apps. He sat with our children through great loss. He's seen them graduate and graduate again and get married and have children. And they know through him that they are part of a love that can support and sustain them. A love on which they can count. And this can change their lives. It can create in them an understanding that they're part of something so much bigger than themselves. That they are held. Fostering in them a sense of belonging that I don't think really exists outside of the church anymore. It makes the church a landmark for them to navigate the rest of their lives. I heard a story about a child, a young person in another church, another student ministry, and she got a DUI. And she was in jail, and she was so frightened and terrified, and she gets one phone call, a single phone call, and she chose to call her youth advisor. Isn't that astonishing? Is this not what it looks like when we bear with one another in love? Loving one another well, this command, maybe it starts with spending a few hours a month helping Kathy and Heather extend hospitality to our visitors every Sunday morning, or volunteering a few hours to help with VBS or Impact Kids, serving as a tangible demonstration of God's love. Maybe it starts with joining a small group and taking the time to really see and know your brothers and your sisters or perhaps spending a few hours a month writing to and praying for one of our kids heading off to college, reminding them that they are never alone, they are never lost. 
When enough of us extend ourselves in loving service to one another, this intimate, persistent relationship between us, it serves as a way by which others can know and trust God. And there are ways to participate in this intimate, mutual reliance for each of us, regardless of our gifts, regardless of our available time, mobility, health, or age. We just have to be willing to engage. We can do so knowing and trusting that we have an advocate, that Jesus and our Father love us and have made their home among us, and they will equip us in our efforts to love one another well. So this summer, I head back to southeastern Colorado, hope to anyway, to see my dad's headstone, which I haven't been able to see since it was placed. And I, I hope while I'm there, I can worship in that little old church which still pulses with love for my papa and nana who've been gone for over 30 years, pulses with love for my Aunt Beverly and love for one of their most treasured sons, my dad, Raymond. And then I'm going to come back to this church, my church. I love Church of the Palms. I loved it before I was a pastor, before I was a seminary student, before I was a member of our staff. I love it not just because of the beautiful buildings and the excellent preaching and the wonderful music program. I love it because of the people. People who are willing to sit with you in your pain. People will bring you communion at home when you can't be here. People who my children, our children can call if they're ever in trouble. No matter how bad I'm feeling, how lost or lonely or frightened, when I see the faces of the people at my church, I know I can find my way home. I pray this is true for each one of us. May you see this place and these people and say to yourself, it's okay. It's okay. I know my way home.
grow more deeply into this web of intimate mutual reliance, I encourage you to read your bulletin carefully. There's so many opportunities there. Or connect with Heather in the courtyard who can explore with you what that might look like for you during this season of your life. And now receive this blessing. May you remember your highest privilege. You are known by God and treasured in heaven. Wherever you go, God is with you. Wherever you are, God is at work. Christ, who indwells you by the power of the Spirit, wants to do something in and through you. Believe this and go in his grace and his love and his power. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen.